A good nerve Shabbos <coughs> Parshas Boy. I apologize that there has been a number of conflicts Thursday night, and we have not been able to have the live teleconference. But at least in lieu of that, I want to share with you a thought that I shared last Shabbos and Shul, which is very relevant to the times <coughs> that we are living in. I began that the world is seeing this surge of Corona and last Shabbos or many people in shul missing and many schools are half empty and all over the world. And I pointed out that it's a little interesting how about two years ago when Corona began, there were tefillahs, there were segulahs, people were talking about what we could be, how we could become better. And yet two years later, yes, it's Baruch Hashem more mild, but it's like the Hashem part is out of this, Chas V'Shalom. And that's very sad because if Hashem is not in it, it doesn't really stop. So I shared how just two years ago, when we opened our doors Pesach night, during that dark period where people were dying daily from Corona, I, and I'm sure you, were sure that Mashiach was going to walk in, Eliyahu and Navi was going to walk in during the Seder. Yet, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. So now, when Corona's here, it's nothing. But I shared that Rabbeinu Bachai tells us an amazing thing in the beginning of last week's parsha. He writes how, how many close calls there were beginning when Mashiach Rabbeinu walks in and Klaisel thinks things are going to get better, and then boom. They get worse. And he says many times, there were pa- each Makkah that we're going through this week and last week, oh, this is going to be the breakthrough. We're going to go, boom, no. Why does Hashem lift up us lift us up just to bring us back down? And Rabbeinu Bechai writes, that's the science. You think, ah, this is just random. This is not from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So you get frustrated and you get broken and you say, oh, we're not getting out of here. That's exactly what happened. Because sent us Corona, we were convinced Mashiach is coming. And then we move, and now it's here again, here again. And you say, ah, this can't be the message from Hashem, nothing's happening. But perhaps if we use Rabbeinu Bechai's analogy, which he, he says clearly that the Geula today is going to happen exactly like the Geula of Mitzrayim, let's look at all these hopefuls and then, no, oh, David wants to see, can you still see me through so many different variants? Could you still see that it's for me? The key is to remember every time there's a stick that's hitting us, the key is to remember who's behind the stick. And what's so fascinating is the Torah teaches us this very lesson. When Aaron walks in in Pasha's Veira last week, he walks in and he has that whole thing with the snake turning into a stick and the stick turning into a snake and then back. What's the final part of that um, confrontation between the two? Arnakoyan stick swallows all of there, not snakes. Some strange reason, that's how it should have ended, but Hashem makes one extra nace, which the Chesam Seifer says is really not needed. He has not iron sticks swallow the snakes. He has iron sticks, swallow them after the snakes turn back into sticks.
Why, says the Chassam Sefer, why couldn't the stick just swallow the snakes? Why did he need to turn into sticks first? Says the Chassam Sefer, because Pari looked at himself as the great big snake, as it says in the Navi Hatan and Agadol. And there's a message to Pari, you think you're a powerful snake? You think that you have power to kill and to do other things? You are nothing but a stick in the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Which is why his snake first turned into a stick and then swallowed by iron stick. Because you're nothing but a stick. And when you are hitting, it's because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is using you to hit. Remember the lesson that Pari was taught because the lesson's really for us. The key is when there's a stick, when there's a maka, when there's a tsara, not to look at it as a random act, but look at what's behind the stick. You know, Chazal tell us one of the predictions before Mashiach comes. This is an interesting thing. The Pnei Hadar, the face of the generation, will be Kepnei HaKelev, like the face of a dog. So many wonder, what does that mean? And I heard a nice shot. You know what Pnei Hadar, Kepnei HaKelev means? Look at the Chagadya. What happens there? What happens to the dog? He gets hit, but the Pasuk doesn't, the, the Pisman doesn't say by a person. It says the stick came and hit the dog. It doesn't say the person. All the other, by the, by the Sheikhet, it doesn't say the knife came and slaughtered the cow. It says the Sheikhet. That's because the, 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 the Python is telling you the dog saw the stick, failed to see the person behind it. The, what the Chazal are telling us here, the challenge before Mashiach comes is that perhaps we're going to think like the dog. When we'll see a stick, we're going to say it's the stick. We're not going to see that it's Hashem behind. We need to recognize that everything going on is directly from the Yad Hashem. Directly. We are all sticks in the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. With Siyat HaDashmaya, we can do good things. Without Siyat HaDashmaya, we can do nothing. This is the basic Amuna. I just want to finish with a story that I shared. And this story gives chizuk because people say, oh, so everything's beyond Hashem. So where's my role? Where is my Hishtadlus? And I found such a beautiful story which brings this out. There's a very Choshva Rav in the city of Rehovot. His name is Absimcha Kayin Cook. And he writes... The following story, he shared the following story. That one Shabbos, he came home from shul, and in his kitchen is the most magnificent bird, the most beautiful, colorful bird he ever saw. And he was like, wow, marveling it with his wife. And the bird was obviously looking to get out. But what he does is, he decides, you know what? His grandchildren are coming. This was a Shabbos morning. His grandchildren are coming for the Suda. You know what? He's going to leave the bird for a little bit. And let his grandchildren see it, and then he'll open the window and let the bird go. But the bird was not in on his plan, and the bird didn't know. So the bird tried to get out, so the bird starts, you know, backs up and then tries to fly right through the glass window. Obviously, boom, the glass window stops him. But as they say, you know, bird brains are called bird brains. They go ahead, and this bird does not get it. And he goes again and bam, smashes again into the window. And this time, obviously, hurts himself. 
he looks like he's uh, he hurt his wing. So the rabbi cook says, you know, he, he turns to his wife. He says, listen up, you know, I would love to keep the bird in the house for a while, but if the bird's going to hurt himself, we're going to let the bird go. If he does it again, sure enough, a couple of seconds later, the bird goes and bams against the window. So with his compassionate heart, he goes ahead and he opens up the window and the bird flies out. And he turns to his wife and he says, you know, you know, this bird is really, he probably thinks that he pushed this window open. He pushed once, he pushed twice, and look, after the third time, the window the door opened. He said, and he did nothing. I opened the window. His pushing had absolutely no impact. Obviously, in his mind, thinking about us, we push against windows, and then when they open, we feel great that we did it. And he was comparing how we are not much smarter than the bird. But then something amazing hit him. He said, but no, the bird did accomplish something and the bird did gain something by pushing. Because the only reason I opened the window now and didn't wait till my grandchildren came was because I saw him pushing and pushing. So yes, the bird did have an impact. It was the bird's pushing and ultimately my Rahmanus that opened it at the end. So too, he says, this is the lesson for us. Yes, we're all sticks in Akash Baruch hands. So what's the point? Akash Baruch Hu sees you try. Akash Baruch Hu sees you push. He says, okay, I'm going to push as well. The chizik we need from this week's parasha is we don't get out of Golos until we have Amuna. And that's what the Pasuk, if you look at the four Lashonis in Geula, and then it says, and then only after that it says, says the Arachayim HaKadosh, it's a condition to getting to being brought to Eretz is, recognize it's from me. When we will come around and recognize that all the happenings in the world are not random, they're all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we will, without a doubt, be then to finally to and we will get to Eretz Yisrael with the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was produced by Kahal Ferris Yosef of Boston. For more information or to support our programs, please visit us at theferrisyosef.org.